Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. Today's passage is 2 Corinthians 11, 1 through 15. Is jealousy always bad? Let's start with this. It's usually not good. And we see warnings against jealousy in the Bible, and we should have a healthy suspicion against jealousy in our own life because we all struggle naturally with being selfish. And most of the time, jealousy is in some way attached to selfishness. There is something that I want uh, that I'm not getting, or I see someone else has what I want, and I'm jealous over that. That kind of jealousy we don't want. But the Bible does make clear that there is a good kind of jealousy. There is something, as we'll see today, called a divine jealousy. What is that? Is it ever good? What should that look like in our lives? And how should the divine jealousy here of the Apostle Paul affect our own lives? These are good questions that we'll get to in the first 15 verses of 2 Corinthians 11. Now, if you remember chapter 10, we saw how Paul is now stepping into a part of the book where he is more actively defending himself. And you can even see, and you'll see that again in this chapter, that there's an extent to which that is awkward for him. He He's not enjoying this task. But Today, he will reveal why. Why is he defending himself? And you'll see his self-defense really isn't about himself. He is defending himself because he cares about the Corinthians. Indeed, he has a divine jealousy for them. And in most of what we will see here today will come from the first few verses of 2 Corinthians. Let's start in verse 1, I wish you would bear with me in a little foolishness. Do bear with me. Remember how I've been saying this seems a little awkward for Paul? It's verses like this that make me say that. He's saying, bear with me in a little bit of foolishness. Because for him, to defend himself like this feels foolish. But he tells them why they should bear with him in verse 2. For I feel a divine jealousy for you, since I betrothed you to one husband to present her, to present you as a pure virgin to Christ. But I am afraid that as the serpent deceived Eve by his cunning, your thoughts will be led astray from a sincere and pure devotion to Christ." So there, just in those first three verses, uh, I think you should see ways that you should feel jealous for others and ways this concept of divine jealousy should affect you. Uh, Let's just consider the divine jealousy you may feel towards others. And if you're still struggling with that, man, jealous, eh, feeling jealous towards other people just seems wrong. Let me give you a scenario and you tell me whether or not jealousy would be appropriate here. I have a daughter, Hannah. Let's just fast forward a few years. Let's say uh, that she goes to college and, you know, she comes home and she's telling me about this boy uh, that, you know, she's started to hang out with. And, and this guy, he loves the Lord. 
he's really plugged in. Even he's, he's kind of one of the student leaders at the church that she's going to, uh, you know, and he, he seems like a really sharp guy, really loves the Lord, really seems to care about my daughter. And I'm even learning things like he enjoys to, to play and watch golf. And I'm just like, wow, this guy sounds great. And so I'm hearing this from my daughter and I'm, I'm excited. And, and even this guy proposes to, um, proposes to my daughter and then they're engaged to be married. That seems pretty great, right? Well, what if then on, on some break when my daughter's home and uh, away from her fiance, I start seeing her talking to and hanging out with this knucklehead she used to hang out with in high school? Do you think that there might be some concern I would have about that? Whoa, you're engaged to this amazing godly guy and you're now you're talking to this guy who's not walking with the Lord. Do you think there would be a healthy concern, even a jealousy that I might have there? That's kind of what Paul is talking about here. Hey, I betrothed you to Christ. I want you guys to love Jesus but I'm concerned that you're getting turned away from him. And there is the sense of divine jealousy that you should have for others. Your longing should be for other people to follow Christ. And when you see them straying from Christ or being tempted to stray from Christ, that should arouse a divine jealousy within you. And to be clear, and you'll see this, This comes most clearly at the end of our passage for today, where he makes it clear, verse 13, such men are false apostles, deceitful workmen, disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So that makes it very clear. Also, what we see in verse four, for if someone comes and proclaims another Jesus, than the one we proclaimed, or if you receive a different spirit from the one you received, or you expect, or if you accept a different gospel from the one you accepted, you put up with it readily enough. Uh, there you see the concern here that Paul has towards this vocal minority in the Corinthian church is not a personal beef. It is not that, hey, these guys don't like me. They're trying to be more influential than me. His concern is these guys are tempting you to follow a different gospel and a different Jesus. I mean, if it's just a personal beef, we know Paul, he's not as concerned with that. And a good cross-reference there would be Philippians chapter 1, where there are other people that are seeking to be in some way, in, in some ministerial way, competitive with Paul. But... Paul knows at the end of the day, they're proclaiming the gospel. And so if they're proclaiming the gospel in that, I will rejoice. So even though there's some competition that's probably unhealthy on the end of those other guys, Paul's not making a big deal of it because they're they're preaching the gospel. Here, it's clearly different. These guys are pulling them away from the gospel. And that's why Paul has a divine jealousy for them. And so there's a divine jealousy that you should have for others. If there's a friend that you care about and you see in some way them straying from the gospel, you should have a healthy concern about that. You should have a healthy concern, parents and grandparents for your kids and grandkids. This also is one of the reasons why 
false teaching should concern us. And when you see someone that you care about getting caught up in false teaching, there there should be some concern there and even some things said there because you don't want to see people straying from Christ. So that is how this idea of divine jealousy should affect perhaps our relationships with others and our view towards uh, some of those situations. But I also mentioned there's ways this should affect just ourselves. And Paul's jealousy for the Corinthians should cause us to check something in our own lives. And I want you to look again at verse 2, where he talks about how they were betrothed uh, to present them as a pure virgin to Christ. And then verse three, but I am afraid that as the serpent deceived Eve by his cunning, your thoughts will be led astray from a sincere and pure devotion to Christ. And even some of the language there with betrothed, then even that sincere and pure devotion should make us think about the image of marriage. And here it's saying you are betrothed, you're married basically to Christ. And we see that used in scripture also, even in Ephesians 5, the church is the bride of Christ. But that comes through in those phrases to a sincere and pure devotion to Christ. There's a commitment that you have to Christ. And that's what I want you to think about for yourself. That's really at the heart of Christianity. At the heart of Christianity, it's not about externals. It's not about just things that you do. It's really at your heart, you are devoted to Christ. You are committed to Him. And there will be so many things, like Satan in the garden, that will try to tempt you away from that devotion to Christ. And so you need to search your own soul. Is there anything pulling me away from having my life be focused on Christ? And just a couple things I would say about that idea of devotion to Christ. One is Jesus demands that devotion. It makes it so clear. If anyone wants to follow me, let him take up his cross and deny himself and follow me. We are to follow Christ, leaving everything else behind. He demands that kind of devotion. But he demands that kind of devotion because he deserves that kind of devotion. So I like to often say there is no treasure like Jesus. It totally makes sense that you would sell everything you have, like the parable Jesus says, and in your joy, go and buy that treasure. Jesus Christ is the treasure worth leaving everything else for. But Satan is going to try to lure you away from that. He's going to try to get you to long after some other treasure. He's going to distract you from a pure and sincere devotion to Christ. So saying this, I have a divine jealousy for you who are listening. And you you should examine your own heart. Man, is my devotion to Christ cooling? Am, Am I flirting with anything besides Christ in my life. So divine jealousy can be a good thing. There's ways you should feel that towards others, but also that should affect how you view even your own relationship with Christ. Thanks for digging into God's word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.